As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. Rather than our usual silly introduction that likely never gets a laugh, I'd like to mention what's going on in the world. I'm a white man, so I'll never know what it's like for minorities in North America. So all I can say is, please listen, show empathy, sign important petitions, and donate if you can. Because Black Lives Matter. Head to blacklivesmatter.carrd.co and you'll be able to find links to plenty of worthy places to donate money to. Now, to the filler content that is this show. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day, don't draft specialists on the second day, maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to shout out the network that helps distribute our show, Armchair Media. Armchair is a collection of 50 plus podcasts, including ours, trying to localize the sports world a little bit more. We've been with them for like two years maybe and have enjoyed growing our audience with theirs. I don't know if anyone even listens to this podcast, but Armchair Media has a big audience. Starting June 1st, which is now, Bet Online will serve as our title sponsor for Armchair as well as our show. Uh, this will open up the poss- I can't read today. This will open up the possibility to develop merchandise lines as well as potentially host live events once we return to a semblance of uh, normalcy. Yeah, because people want to see AJ and me at a live event. James would show up, and like probably that'd be it. Like Matt and Casey wouldn't even show up. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf coming back, Bet Online has hundreds of games and events to bet on. They have live and simulated sports, as well as ten thousand dollar Madden bracket challenge. That you can enter for free. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. In addition to BetOnline coming aboard, Armchair will now serve as the host network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club. Hosted by pro skaters Chris Roberts and Kelly Hart. The Nine Club talks every week with the biggest names in skating. They're on social media at The Nine Club. Hopefully, they'll teach AJ and I how to ollie. To see all things Armchair, search Armchair Media wherever you get your pods. Also, check out Armchair's website, armchairmedianetwork.com, and their social channels at Armchair Media. Armchair Media, 
Those who can, do. Those who can't, take a seat. AJ, take Have a seat. Have you ever seen the... I am sitting. <laughs> Have Ridiculous. you ever seen the weird Ryan Reynolds movie uh, called The Nines? Van Wilder? Yeah, I've seen Van <laughs> yep. Wilder. And then Rajataj? You know what's weird? Is I was thinking about Van Wilder today. and As one does. And then I was looking what's getting added to Netflix, and I think it just got added. Oh, fuck. And then you bring up Ryan Reynolds now? I mean, I'm just, I, I think I'm supposed to watch Van Wilder for the 50th no, you're time. No, you're supposed to watch The Nines, which is a really weird movie. I'd ra- rather watch Van Wilder, um, which is basically like Deadpool when he was in college. Was Roger Taj better? No. Maybe. I don't... When's the last time I've watched it? So... <laughs> Sounds like we know what we're doing next episode. Yeah. Van Wilder. Uh, yeah. I, I just assume Van Wilder has not aged well. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that. But, hey, Ryan Reynolds from Canada, like us. So, often on that note, uh, as a filler episode, <clears throat> we'll be doing our... 2020 NFL win totals over under spectacular show. Hey, it's a it's a good intro show for uh, Bet Online because we're using their uh, odds, baby. Thank you for getting the plug in. Uh, I'm gonna handle the AFC. AJ's gonna handle the NFC. Um, obviously, of course. Uh, you can just look at us and tell who likes the AFC and who likes the NFC. Uh, I hate the AFC. We're gonna go. AFC East, NFC East, and so on. I'm not going to name them all, but in that order, uh, I'm going to pitch my teams. Um, first, I will say, I don't know why I'm doing this. First, I'll say the team name. I'll say the total. I'll say whether I'm going over or under push in some cases. I'll pitch it to AJ for about a minute. AJ will either take the bet or not. This sounds uh, awful. Really, really talking to. down to the listeners today. Let's get into it, Rob. Uh, I don't know. First? Maybe not everyone's a degenerate gambler. It's like not even fully legal in America still. In Canada, we've been gambling for years. You can go to the convenience store and do it. Yeah. I, did you know I didn't know until I was like 22 that that's not how it worked in America? It's like... It's not talked about that much, and like you know, you, when you talk, when you think gambling, you think Vegas, and it's just you know, and like everywhere. all the sports podcasts and sports reading or writing I've read, they uh, tend to be into gambling. So I just always assumed it was just like fine to do wherever. But it's still funny that like people on the radio or on TV and stuff here will say like, "I bet one unit on that game." Like that's still so it's still kind of shunned. It's 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 weird. Well, but a unit is different than a. Like everyone has a different unit. The unit I gamble with—it's not a good word uh, to use for this. The unit I, I gamble with thousand dollars is one unit for me. Whoa! Yeah. Wow! It's but I'm unit. retired. But I'm retired. Okay. Anyways, let's let's talk. Yeah, uh, AFC East. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So we've got the Buffalo Bills. Their total is nine. I'm going push. I'm going. I'm saying the Bills are going nine and seven. Push is a uh, scary, but they went ten and six last year. I know the division is kind of theirs to lose at this point, but I still do not trust Josh Allen. I think they're going to be 
facing heavy boxes um, with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. They're, obviously, they had Stephon Diggs, but at, at what point is Josh Allen just so inaccurate that it doesn't really open up this offense the way they were hoping? Uh, mm-hmm. Defensively, they're always going to be good. I just they, they don't have the easiest schedule either. I also think both the Dolphins and Jets got better. Um, I think they win the division, but they win it at 9-7. and seven. I was about to ask that question. Is is it a division champ at nine and seven? Did yeah, you answer that. I, I put I put all my record predictions with it. Though. Okay, I respect. That. I didn't, but I also didn't pick any pushes because I'm not a coward. Oh, I put um, I picked more than one. I only had like three, I think, uh, and like two of them I, I wanted to, but I'm like, uh, let's let's uh, let's stick to the the game here. I am going to disagree with you. I, I'm, I'm going to say they get back to ten and six, bro. Okay, that's fair. Uh, it, it's just like it's, you said. It, it, the smart bet's the over. Yeah, no, it is. Like I, I respect the push, though. It feels like they're nine and seven or ten and six, right? I just think the Dolphins are going to be competitive. It's hard to count the Patriots out, um, and then the Jets. Yeah. I still think got better. I know uh, Adam Gase ain't the guy, but Dal Loggins just might be. <laughs> uh, squish the fish. Okay, that's all I got to say. Miami Dolphins, uh, their total six and a half. They went five and eleven last year. I'm plugging the under. I'm saying six and ten. Uh, I know yep. it's two a time in Miami, but still that offensive line's a mess. Um, Devontae Parker at this point, it, it's been one year. It's hard to bet that he's gonna, for sure, be a true wide receiver one. The running back core got better. I like. I think they're gonna be competitive six and ten though. They they added mm-hmm. a lot of. Um, guys who fit the system defensively, they loaded up on the secondary. It's just going to be about kind of. I really think it comes down to the offensive line and how ready Tua is and how healthy Tua is, and it's just going to come down to those two factors. Whether this team can crack to seven, seven, eight wins, I have a hard time seeing them do more than that. But we've seen Brian Flores is kind of the guy who keeps his team in, in games no matter what. So I'm going to say six and ten and pound the under. I 100% agree with you. I think like that that's the right call. They don't get to seven wins. Seven's better a than lot. Last. I know. I felt that way about a lot of teams in the NFC too. They kind of like there's there's some that like like obviously when a team goes 13 and 3, you, it's hard to set the over under like 12 and a half for the next year, right? So there's a lot of like 10 and a halves. And like you kind of got to think they're they're as good. And then some teams are just like they won four games last year, five games. And the total set at six and a half or seven and a mm-hmm. half. And I'm like, what's the highest total in the NFC? I didn't even look at the NFCs, only the AFCs. Yeah, I respect that because I didn't peek at the old uh, AFC over there. Um, I believe it was ten and a half for oh. the uh, Niners and the Saints. Okay, it's eleven and a half in the AFC for the Ravens and the Chiefs. <sighs> Big old uh, AFC. It's because they're weaker, baby, and you, you know it. You beat up the little guys in the AFC. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Okay, the the New England Patriots, the Tom Brady-less Patriots, uh, obviously went 12-4 and four last year. Um, Brady's gone. The line's set at 9. That's what I was going to guess. I'm saying under. I think this is a 7-9 and nine team. What, mainly, like, without looking at anything else, can Brian Hoyer and or Jared Stidham win more than 7 games? Like, is, is this a rhetorical question? I don't know. Is it? I don't think so. I, I agree with and you. Like, you Son- don't have to sell me on this one. Sony Michelle hasn't like he's he's fine. Like but he's not a Derrick Henry carried 
be the the dude of these this offense. You didn't see yeah. much from Nikhil Harry last year. Oh, Will Hastings is on the roster. Never mind. <laughs> um, like you don't have like Julian Edelman's Julian Edelman, but you don't have that consistent outside threat. Uh, yeah. They don't have a tight end. Um, it's it's a lot of rookies and unproven guys on offense. The offensive line is set, but it's just the skills and the quarterback. Um, and then they they lost some big time guys in the front seven. I know the secondary is still pretty loaded, but I don't know in in this division they're they're gonna have to be like is Jared Stidham gonna be better than Josh Allen? Because at the end of the day, at least Josh Allen can rely on what he does on the ground. Like yeah. at the end of the day, Josh Allen's Terrell Pryor at least. Come on. On, I don't on know why paper, I said that. I don't know either, but I like it. On paper, you smash that nine under. Yeah, I, I like you, if the you, only if, hesitation if, is Bill Belichick, and that is still the New England Patriots, right? That that's what I was gonna say. But is Belichick? I even if like Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, maybe other than Bill Walsh. I still stand Bill Walsh. Um, but. Is Belichick really, like, with Brian Hoyer? I know what he did with Matt Castle, but at least Matt Castle did end up going to Kansas City and kind of showing That team was better, too. Yes, and and Matt Castle was better in terms of tools than um, Brian Hoyer. No offense, Brian Hoyer, but I just know. I don't know. I I think it's pretty crazy that the line is... I would have said it at eight, and that would have been a lot tougher. Yeah, no, I agree. The the old school uh, system quarterback Tom Brady truthers that we haven't heard from in probably a decade now uh, finally getting their chance to see what happens. You, you know what's exciting? You know what's funny? The people who aren't um, n- not to like look down on them, but the the people who are more set on just NFL. Obviously, we're NFL draft, so we like we saw Jared Stidham coming out. I don't think either of us had him as a top one hundred guy. Um, but a lot, a, a lot of the time, I've been hearing um, like specific N- primary NFL shows mention that Sidham was considered a first round talent at one point. It's just like that was all based off his like freshman year at Baylor. Yeah, no, it's like he never did second... anything at Auburn no. to be. I don't know. Nick Marshall was a significantly better Auburn quarterback. <laughs> Like you knew, he has some talent. It's not like he's talentless. He's Obama's got physical good. tools for sure. Yeah, but it was like I, I never found like if if you go back to what we saw with him at Auburn, he was never a good decision maker. He doesn't even he almost his skill set doesn't fit what that yeah. offense became under Brady with the um, quick rhythm pass. Like I don't just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Gus Malzahn's a really great offensive coordinator, offensive play caller, and couldn't make Jared Stidham work at Auburn. The Pats fans are all behind Jared Stidham, and it's kind of uh, cultish. The the Patriots called is finally evident. I will I will say this is a non no someone with no skin in. Well, I I I do deep down hate the Patriots, but removing that, like I am excited to see what Stidham does in New England. It, It it's interesting for sure. Anyway, that's enough Stidham talk. Let's let's move to the Jets. Seven and nine last year. Uh, the line set at seven again this year. Uh, although that I do trust in Joe Flacco, I'm going to say under. I, I've got them going six and ten. Um, okay. Sam Darnold, it's been has been very inconsistent. This is a huge proof year. He has not been given the best situation, uh, and but the situation hasn't like 
do we re- like is Lev Bell really gonna bounce back to what he was three years ago? Is um like this receiver core of nobodies feet Jamison Crowder and rookie Denzel Mims gonna <laughs> be the the difference for this team? Honestly, I think the offensive line definitely got better. Joe Douglas has a plan to rebuild this team, but it's not now. It's yeah. gonna take some time. They they put money and draft picks in this offensive line. It's gonna be better, but the the playmakers around Sam Darnold, the the coaching staff around him, it stumped his growth. I think, uh, and, and defensively, like they need Quinn Williams to wake up in year two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this is an interesting roster, and I think in two to three years, if they get the right coaching staff in there, it'll be a whole lot more interesting. But at this point, I just know it doesn't. It doesn't look like a team to me that's really in that seven eight win mid mid level tier. All you had to say to sell me was uh, Adam Gates. What about Dow Loggins? <laughs> Danger Zone Loggins? Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> oh, we love those two. I hope I hope they get hired somewhere else. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Like I hate them, but if we didn't have them, I'd be sad. We've said their names more than any other uh, head coach OC combo in the history of football on this podcast. That's true. That's very true. Okay, NFC East. Go ahead. <laughs> I, we we talked about a lot about like Marvin Lewis in the old days and like Ken Zampezi. <laughs> oh, didn't we have a joke about Ken Zampezi? We we did. Yeah, the Zampezi disease. Um, <laughs> so that has an age twelve. <laughs> it rhymes. That's it. Okay. Uh, NFC East: Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Uh, they went eight and eight last year. Their total is set at nine and a half. Ooh. I am taking the under. Um, I think I'm just trying to play the odds on this one. Did they get to make that jump? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Like, did they get better this year? Like marginally, but like enough for me to gamble on them being two full games better? Uh, No, no. And do you really think Mike McCarthy has changed like like that weird video that he's like watches deep in his garage with other fire coaches? Do you really buy into that? No, and like. Like, moving on from Jason Garrett was clearly the right move. Yes. Uh, I think neither of us are Mike McCarthy fans. But I don't uh, think he's a bad... Like, I think he is one of no. the 32 best head coaches on the earth. That's not true. <laughs> that if you, like, count other... One of the 32 best NFL head coaches. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I know that the roster's got the talent to be a 10-win team. Again, I'm just not going to bet on that happening. They're, like... They're also, like, this franchise is always so goddamn vo- volatile. Like... When you think they're going to be good, they go six and ten. Like when you think they're going to be bad, they they make the playoffs. Like it's just like in the last fifteen years. Like, and for what it's worth, I, I think like this year is like probably another eight and eight, nine and seven year. Uh, McCarthy's first year in Green Bay, he went eight and eight. Uh, second year, thirteen and three. So I can see like a kind of kind of similar arc for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say they're going ten and six. <clears throat> um, I think. Adding C.D. Lamb, retaining Kellen mm-hmm. Moore, that's going to keep... As long as they, they got to figure out the Dak thing, just because that can't yeah. be over their heads all season. And if they figure that out, I think 10-6, they're the most... Uh, the In theory, the most trustworthy team on paper. Like, even the spots that are issues, they've got... Intri- like, the opposite edge rusher to Demarcus Lawrence with... Uh, mm-hmm. Like Randy Gregory still spending Alden Smith kind of interesting. I know he hasn't really played in three years, but still I, I can't trust him. I know, and, the, and like safety, they they lose Jeff Heath. They brought in Ha Ha Clinton Dix. No, it's not great, but it's a 
it's a a, a stopgap and um, like they they had a good draft like Byron Jones is a big loss yeah like, the secondary is like like there's talent there I just they... I guess at the end of the day I'm giving them um, four wins off Washington and the Giants that was they're, they're gonna splitting with the Phillies. That's fair, yeah, but still, I don't know. Like, no, it's, it's, I, I, I would not actually. If I was spending my units on, on, <laughs> on this bet, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, I would I probably the take the under if I had to. I just yeah. personally, I, 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 they can't not win the division. Like that would be such a letdown. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I kind of just want to jump to Philly because it's like it's a, it's an interesting one, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll not jump and we'll hey, stick with the New York the, Giants. It's your NFC side. You do what you want over there. All right, all right. Let's jump to the Eagles because oh, it's I clearly the next you. interesting thing. Uh, last year they're <laughs> last year they're nine and seven. Uh, their totals also set at nine and a half. Oh. I yeah, I struggled That's a tough. lot. I I like I, I had the under originally. I went to the over. I went back to the under. I like I, ri- I wrote this thing a couple times. I uh, I ended up going with the over though. It's like I think they're nine and seven. I think they're ten and six. I think they're they're one of those two. So Ben Online killed it with this total. Um, <laughs> I, like it's funny. Like it all comes down to Carson Wentz staying healthy on offense and Which and you, whether or not you trust this wide receiver core. Exactly. So like last year, Wentz stayed healthy through sixteen games. He obviously got injured in the playoffs. Uh, but then the, the receiving core completely fell apart, both injury-wise and guys being bad. Then, of course, they addressed that via the, via the draft, getting Jalen Rager in the first, uh, who I think is going to be an immediate impact. I think we both yeah. agree. <clears throat> Plus, Quez Watkins and John Hightower and Marquise Goodwin later, who, like, at the very least, that's depth that dis- disappeared so quickly for them last year. Yeah, no, having, that's a good point. Having Greg Ward to, to play wide receiver, um, it was okay. Anyways, on the defensive side, the the line is as strong as ever. I think the linebackers are kind of scary, but does do linebackers matter? Probably no. <laughs> and then we go to the back end of the defense. Like Malcolm Jenkins is gone, which is huge. Um, it, they're still a bit of a mess, but they got a bona fide cornerback one in Darius Slay. Yeah, and the, uh, honestly, if you don't look at the linebackers, the team got better. Yeah, no, exactly, and like I trust that staff. And that front office, I know it's kind of out of their hands now, but more than anyone else in the division. So And they got, like you said, way more depth at wide receiver and DB. Just because so many of these guys had to play because of injury, and then they go out, yeah. they bring in Nickel Roby Coleman, they bring in Darius Slay, they draft Kavon Wallace. I think those are three yeah. guys who are making impacts right away. Yeah. So I just, like, I, again, I think it's like 9-7 and seven for the Cowboys. Sorry, 8-8 uh, eight and eight for the Cowboys. No, or 9-7. and seven. And uh, ten and six for the. Can I change back? I'm going to agree with you. I, I, you talked me into it. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy, this Eagles team's ten and six, and I don't think both of them are winning ten games. Yeah. Hey, look, I did my job through the first two, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, the Giants. Uh, their total six and a half. They're four and twelve last year. Uh, betting on a four and twelve team to make a three game jump with a first time head coach. Just seems like a stupid bet. I'm taking the under. Um, like, yeah, we can all agree they had a really nice draft, uh, but we still have no idea what this Joe Judge thing is going to look like. Daniel Jones is totally unproven still. Like, there was flashes, fumbled more than anyone in history, not literally. Um, there, there's talent, but this team still has so many holes like all over the roster. Winning more than six games kind of seems crazy to me. Like, if they go six and ten, I'm not shocked. But seven games, no way. 
No, I think ultimately they'll be more competent, but is that going to result in more wins? Yeah. No, and similar thought process here to what I was saying with the Jets. It's I think they're going in the right direction coming off this draft, but you can't automatically assume rookies are going to be impact players. Like outside yeah, of our first exactly. round pick, you can't assume that. And uh, a lot of the guys who I think are going to make this team better are in year one, year two, year three. So I think yeah. it, it's a bit down the road. And they're just not they're not ready to compete with Philly and, and or yeah with Philly and Dallas. You can kind of say all the same things about Washington. They were obviously both second-year quarterbacks this year. Uh, they went 3-13. and 13. A total's 5.5, which I think is a little trickier. Cause it is. I think Ron Rivera is going to come in and stabilize this team. And at the same time, that front seven is nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But... Like I, like I feel like I like you said with the Giants, they're gonna be more competent. I think they're gonna be in a lot of games, but a three game jump, it's a lot. It's a hard to bet on. So I'm taking the under. Like Trent Williams is gone, gone for yeah, real now. Like the, the that's the other thing. It's the offensive line is not good, and Dwayne Haskins is still. Although I I, I like Dwayne Haskins, I, he's a complete unknown still. Yeah, like he flashed down the stretch, and then. Even then, like, like Sadiq Charles might be starting there, which is not a good thing. And no and proven Ter- pass catchers outside Terry McLaurin. Exactly. He's the only one you can remotely trust. And then, on the defense, like you said, the front seven has a chance to be very, very good this year. Uh, secondary is still a bit of a question mark. I feel like they're just a year away from getting to that 6-8 to eight win yeah, range. Yeah, Rivera's got to get get in there and check the culture. He's got guys to, a guy to build around and chase Young. But, at the same time, it's, it's not... Uh, right now, like three, yeah. what, what is it, three three game jump? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like that's just too much. <laughs> I can see them being a competitive 5 and 11, though. Which yeah. Is, it's just hard to bet on yes. getting into 6 and 10. No, for sure. Okay, back to me. AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. 14 and 2 last year, line set at 11 and a half. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say 12 yeah. and 4. Um, best team in, in, in the division. At Lamar Jackson's coming off MVP. They got J.K. Dobbins to inject even more physicality into the run game. The wide receiver mm-hmm. core got better. Like uh, that's the the thing. They went fourteen and two with a not a good wide receiver core. Yeah. They injected some uh, youth, um, even even more youth, I should say. Uh, with Duvernay and James Prochet. Um they need Hollywood Brown to take a leap, and I think he will. Me too. Uh, and then, obviously, they've got a uh, strong offensive line tight end group. Um, and I think the offensive line, they obviously, they need to figure out the guard thing. But, like, DJ Fluker's a good placeholder for now. Yep. And then the front seven. It got better. They added Calais Campbell. They added um, Derek Wolf, And then they, they got young linebackers in Malik Harrison and, uh, and Patrick Queen. But... They're both so much more talented than what they had. So even though they're rookies, like, yeah. I, I just I th- I think defensively they got better. Offensively, um, they at least stayed the same. Yeah, I see. I, th- I think the tricky thing for Vegas, I, I think they play it smart because like setting the total at thirteen and a half is just complete riskiness. No, even though like on it. paper you think this team's gonna win fourteen, like easily could again. Um, so like. It's I just don't like, think they easily could win. Everyone else in this division got better. No, no. I'm just saying you could easily see them winning 14 games. I'm not gonna no, say it's gonna be easy. I could. I, I don't think it, they could win 14 games. 
Okay, fair enough. Like I, 13? <laughs> like 13 I, I, I said 12 and 4. I don't think... It's hard to win, like, 14. 14 is a lot of games. It is. It is. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying for, like... I, for setting the, the line, I, I like, I, I, 11 and a half feels like a really good number to set it at. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, you can't go any lower. You can't go any higher. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, you don't take the under on the Ravens. Uh, okay, Cincinnati Bengals, 2-14 and 14 last year. Line set at 5.5. I'm going over. This team's re- on paper really not bad, yeah. especially if you believe in Joe Burrow the way I think we both do. They get Jonah Williams back, so it's like getting two first-round picks at the two most important positions on offense. A.J. Green's also healthy, uh, assumably. Um and then d- defensively, like the, they still have a pretty impressive defensive line, pretty deep too. They got better at linebacker, injected some youth. They spent money on the secondary with Mac Alexander, Von Bell, Trey Waynes. Uh, like they tried to get better. Yeah, and I, I believe in Joe Burrow enough. Um, it, it's going to come down to how competent the offensive line is, but the offensive line got better. And Joe Mixon's a Pro Bowl running back. Like I think this is a six and ten football team. How confidently are you saying they're six and ten? I re- like I really trust Joe Burrow. I guess if you factor in COVID and like everything that's impacting a rookie season, though, yeah, that that would sk- five and a half is a good number to set that at, though. No, it definitely is. Like I think I, if I had to put units on it. I might go with Yonder, but five and a, I think they're five or six wins. I, I feel I similarly to you. I, you'd have um, to really look at the schedule closer to the season to really make a true, yeah. this yeah. is the way, uh, like, yeah. like the Mandalorian pop culture. Um, Whoa, relevant, baby. Cleveland Browns. They went 6-10 and ten last year, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, sorry, Freddie. Um, the line is at 8.5. Another good number. I like the. I think the AFC North lines were set really well. Whoever's like specifically doing only AFC North, good good on them. Uh, eight and a half. I'm <laughs> That's a job. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm saying over. I'm saying nine and seven. For the first time and since they came back, it feels like they have a plan. They put uh, capital, draft capital, and money into this offensive line. It's the best offensive line they've had in some time. Kevin Stefanski uh, and Andrew Barry had a plan. And Stefanski's offense is, uh, I think, going to change the way this Cleveland Browns team works. They're going to be smash-mouthy. They're going to get the ball on to Odell on play-action pass. Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. on the slot. I think this offense can be so much better for what Baker Mayfield is. They bring in Austin Hooper. Mayfield's much better in two tight end sets. Joku and Hooper. Defensively, like Miles Garrett's a defensive player of the year candidate. They've got two studs on the inside, Nogan Joby and Sheldon Richards. Like, defensive line is loaded and, and yep. deep. They've got a really yep. interesting young secondary. Linebacker is a question, but again, linebackers don't matter. I think this this is a, uh, especially with seven seeds, this is a playoff team. It's like, I want to believe, Rob. Pop culture reference <laughs> um, from the 90s, baby. Uh, it's just, it's so hard. I got burnt last year in believing with the Browns. It's like it's hard for me to. It's fair. I just trust Stefanski. I guess I do. Like you, you have me sold. It's like, like I'm ready to buy, but I, I need that one last. Give me one last closing line to sell me here. Rob. Um, wow, I wasn't prepared for this whatsoever. Um, you got to come into these meetings prepared, youngin. Jedrick Wills is a, a glass eater. Uh, 
<laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna buy your uh, over here. Thank Congratulations. You. Finally, in the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers eight and eight last year with nothing at quarterback. Line set at nine and a half this year. I'm taking that over. Uh, Mountaineer Ben Roethlisberger is back. He can throw the football and got a haircut and his beard shaved. Um, so cool. Yeah. Defensively, I think that this is one of the best defenses in football. They proved that last year once they get Minka Fitzpatrick. Their only real question is who's playing nose tackle uh, with Hargrave gone. Um, yeah. And I think Tyson Alulu is a fine player. They bring in Chris Wormley. I think those two are going to be kind of filling that void. No, neither is going to be nearly as good as Javon Hargrave. But it's a fine placeholder. Devin Bush gets another year in the system. Um, and, and I mean, they, the TJ Watson defensive player of the year candidate. Offensively, this offensive line, uh, once they figure out the left guard spot, I think it's going to be... At, at minimum, a top 16 offensive line. Uh, and they need to figure out uh, uh, the wide receiver who's playing what. Kind of get Juju back into just being the jumbo slot. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I just think if it can go 8-8 eight and eight with what last year was, which was no running game. Yeah. Dev- Devlin Hodges and R- Racist Rudolph. Um and I, I just, I think with Ben Roethlisberger, this is a, uh, and Eric Ebron's here now, so. <laughs> I think, I think the big issue is the one you're directly avoiding, I guess. It's that, can Ben Roethlisberger ever stay healthy again? I, I, I know it's hard to think like that, but like. JT Barrett's uh, on the team now, so we're fine if Ben goes Okay, down. all right, all right. You got, you got me sold again. I think I would. Just to, if I had to lay the units down, I would take the under. But I think this is gonna be the best defense in the NFL. You know, it's so funny that like the Steelers just can't not have a great defense. Like they had a couple years where it was just garbage, but like, no, no, we got to come back, baby. Minka. Yeah, that's a huge, huge. TJ Watt. Yeah, and JJ next year, according to Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna take a. We got Derek, all the Watts. <laughs> All right, uh, to the NFC North. We're starting in the Chicago Bears, 8-8 eight and eight last year. Their total set in 8.5. Oh, my God. Yeah, they didn't get better. They had no. a bad draft. They Mitch got Trubisky worse, I think. <laughs> yeah, they did. Nick Foles is only good in Philadelphia. We know that. There's like two big holes in the offensive line. Uh, Matt Nagy is coaching on one leg at this point, and we expect this team to get an additional win. Nah. I'm no math magician, but it don't add up here, Rob. I'm taking the under. Yes. Uh, they, like the wait, did good. you count how many tight ends they have? <laughs> That's the old adage. Like, like for uh, what do they say? Every freshman you start is a loss in college football. Uh, every tight end on the roster is a win in the yeah. NFL. Is yeah. that how it goes? Yes. Um, so, yeah, they got the tight ends. The defense is good, but uh, neither of those are going to carry them to a winning record. you gotta, oh. you got to take the under here. Yes. I mean, ugh. I think this, this team's going to be looking for a quarterback in the top. 10 next year. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Like, that's an easy sell. Yeah. Done. Um, I think another easy sell, in my opinion. Uh, the Detroit Lions, 3-12-1 last year. Got Jeff Okuda, of course. Uh, the total six and a half. Like, there's a big There's jump. no reason to think this is a 7-9 team. No. There's no reason. Well, I mean, Patricia's trying to be the Patriots. <laughs> they are. But you're also going to go 7-9, so maybe. Uh, Matt Stafford missed half the season last year, sure. But, like... Two years ago, they were a six-win team. The offensive line looks bad. Like, the defense feels so 
uh, incomplete. Like, there's guys there, but just it's not a unit. Uh, that's the way. Yeah, I'm no, it. that's that's well put. It's, a, bu- it's yeah. a bunch of guys who, in right situations, are interesting, but together this doesn't like unless Jeff Okuda is immediately Patrick Peterson. <laughs> yeah, without the return, but yeah, uh, and like I, I think hand in hand with that issue is that how could anyone have any faith in Matt Patricia right now? Um, yeah, that's he's clearly good. shown nothing as a head coach except for the ability to have his players hate him. Uh, pound the under here. Yeah, I think the only way you're pound, you're taking the over there is if you actually believe in Matt Patricia. Which yeah, which no one, uh, no one alive does. No one, no one does. Just ask Darius Slay. Uh, the other two in the division are extremely interesting. I I consider push for both of them. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll lay it out there. Green Bay set at nine. Minnesota's also set at nine. Interesting. Start with the Packers, thirteen and three last year. They were, in my opinion, I think everyone can kind of agree, and Vegas agrees with me. So here we go. They're a phony thirteen win team last year. I, I don't think they were legit. They had a big stinky draft. Matt Lafleur seems to be taking them in a weird direction. But that defense is still strong. I think the O line is still good, and above all else, they still have Aaron Rodgers. Although I don't have complete faith, and I think they're a 9 or 10 win team, um, betting on them being five games worse seems yeah, too risky. Yeah, it's too crazy. So I'm going to take the over for the true sake of not taking the push. I think 10 and 6 makes sense. Um, defensively, another year with uh, Patton. Uh, yeah. Like Jair Alexander, a year better. Darnell Savage, a year better. Yep. They, they... Sean Gary, a year better. <laughs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> Like there's still some questions at, at linebacker, but they're like the Smith brothers are yeah. nasty, uh, and, and Kenny Clark obviously, and then uh, offensively, at worst they're the same. Exactly. Yeah. With a couple more AJ Dillon touchdowns poached from, <laughs> like they didn't get better on offense, but they like this team didn't get worse. It did get better. It's about the same. Thirteen exactly. three last year, like you said, kind of phony. But to drop to worse than nine and seven seems ludicrous. I think ten and six is right on. Yeah, we'll, we'll flip to the Minnesota Vikings, who did go ten and six last year. Total is nine for this year. Um, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say they get back to ten and six. Uh, sure, they lost some players like the aforementioned Stephon Diggs, but and Stefanski. I think they. Yeah, and Stefanski, which could be really interesting. That's a good point. But but I, I uh, <laughs> how much did Stefanski? Have a hand in the like Gary Kubiak, I think, was very yeah. influential there. So, I I, I agree. That and be like and on the field, <laughs> on the field, I think they did a good job of replacing guys like Stephon Diggs. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's going to get you nine or ten wins. The offensive line should be better. Like Ezra yeah. Cleveland yeah. was a bit of a st- snag there. Uh, and I again, just like Jalen Rager, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be an impactful rookie. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook is still there, one of the best running backs in the league. They <laughs> address the secondary. It's it should be better. A lot of young guys, but I think it's gonna be better. Still, still one of the best safety duos in the league, too. Exactly. Like Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith, baby. Uh, betting on this roster being an eight-win team just doesn't sit right with me. No. So I'm gonna take the uh, over. And yeah. if you really want to take the push, I can get it. But I'm gonna take the over. No, I think defensively, the, this is a top ten uh, defense. Offensively, I yeah. think offensive lines. It, it's gonna be better just because. Like, they're getting Pat Elfline probably off the field. Injects some athleticism to Ezra Cleveland. Garrett Bradbury gets another year. Uh, Dalvin yeah. Cook's a stud. I think Justin Jefferson's going to be a sneaky offensive rookie of the year candidate. 
And you get Irv Kurt, Smith another year, too, if they're playing yeah, heavy two see, tight ends. See how they uh, utilize him for sure. I think, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is going to kind of fall in love with Justin Jefferson. Again, kind of sucks that they're not going to be on the – or we don't know how much they're going to be on the field before the season starts uh, to really build that chemistry. But, I, again, I agree with you. I think it could be a sneaky o- R-O-Y. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, Houston Texans, AFC South, 10-6 and six last year. Bill Brown lost his mind, or he's always had it lost, but it got he lost even more. Uh, seven and a half wins is the total. I'm taking the under. I'm saying seven and nine. They trade DeAndre Hopkins for peanuts. They uh, they brought in David Johnson. I, uh, David Johnson hasn't <laughs> been relevant in two years. Um, the receiver core is built uh, interesting, where they get rid of a star contested catch monster in DeAndre Hopkins and bring in only. Guys who do the same thing that Kenny Stills and Will Fuller do. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess Rand- <laughs> Randall Cobb's a little more true of a slot. But, yeah, the receiver core, like, didn't get better. It just got more, if you know what I mean. Um, offensive line's still a little rocky. A lot of youth and uh, rawness up there. Defensively, the the front seven is a lot of fun. Um, But, like, it's going to rely a lot on, like, a Jonathan Grenard stepping in right away, or a Duke uh, Edgefor taking a huge step in like what is it, year three now? Um, in, in the secondary, it's just a lot of unknowns. Like outside of Justin Reed and Bradley Roby, it's a lot of unknown, a lot of youth. It's just it's really a young offensive line and young secondary. It's all on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson, yeah. who loses his stud. Brandon Cooks, you can't trust him to stay healthy. I'm surprised he's still playing football. Um, I just I don't I have a hard time seeing the team. The division got better around them too, outside of like, yeah. maybe Jacksonville. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't trust Bill O'Brien. He, I no, can't I, I can't trust what he did now. Yeah, I, I think I feel the same. Like in reality, this team should be like ten and six. Yeah. perennially. Yeah, if he if he didn't fuck this all up, but I think I feel the same way. Like it feels like seven and nine, and it feels like third place in the division. For them to go ten and six and to like really make a push, like it would count on Deshaun Watson being as healthy as ever and having an MVP type year, which I think he is capable yeah. of. He's a top ten quarterback, yeah. but I, I just don't trust Bill O'Brien and the in the parts around him. Uh, I feel the same. Indianapolis Colts, who went seven and nine last year, obviously brought in Philip Rivers. Uh, slated at nine this year, I'm take the push nine and seven. Uh, best offensive line in the game. They inject Jonathan Taylor, who I, I, I don't support taking running backs really early, especially when you have a 1,000-year running back in Marlon Mack. But Jonathan Taylor's going to be a star behind yeah. this offensive line. Uh, Paris Campbell gets another year. Uh, you're hoping that receiver core takes a step, especially with the injection of Michael Pittman, who I think it fits what Philip Rivers does well. I don't think mm-hmm. Philip Rivers has a ton left in the tank. But with Frank Reich in this offensive line and what this run game should be, like I, I think he can be... A competent quarterback in this system. Defensively, they're deep uh, in the front uh, in the defensive line. They get to force Buckner. They get an All Pro in the interior. Um, the linebacker core is young and loaded uh, with Darius Leonard. Um, and then the the secondary. If Malik Hooker can stay healthy, if Kenny like it's got to stay healthy. But I don't know. This to me in a seven seed playoff thing, this is a playoff team. Um. If you couldn't take the push, and I know this kind of ruins the exercise, but uh, which way would you lean? I love my Colts. Over. I think I would, too. I, I think I could see them getting to 10-6. and six, So, 
Um, you forgot to mention Bobby Okariki is great young linebackers. Hey, he was on the NFL.com's All Under Twenty Five team. Which Sick. I didn't even know. It's, that was instead of, instead of like Mark Sessler wrote it, but um, instead of some, it was a questionable decision. I'll say that. Uh, okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We don't have to spend that much time here. Uh, <laughs> six and ten last year. Line set up four and a half. Ooh. I think uh, they made the wrong choice bringing back like pretty much everybody except for Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Gardner Minshew does get like he's fun at least, but at the same time, I have a hard time thinking that he's the future. I think they're tanking for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, they they have some guys like Josh Allen's a dude. Uh, DJ Chark showed he could be a dude. They got some. They've invested in the O line, but I think this team's preparing for Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Yeah, like on paper, it kind of feels like they can be a five-win team, but I think uh, they're three and thirteen. Yeah, no, it feels like they're just preparing themselves for that, right? Like it's just I don't know. It's they're they're uh, not for me. Tennessee Titans nine seven last year get to the AFC Championship. Line set eight and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm saying nine and seven again. They yeah. they didn't get worse. Um, they they have the smash mouth. Offense set with Derrick Henry. Uh, A.J. Brown unleashed last year as a rookie stud. Ryan Tannehill's a steady hand. He's like a, He can be an Alex Smith-type quarterback with this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive line, they add Isaiah Wilson replace um, Jack Conklin. It's, it's, it's going to be a grimy run first offensive line. Defensively, like Jeffrey Simmons gets a full year now. Jeffrey Simmons, yeah. I think, is on the cusp of being a Pro Bowl. I actually wrote an article. It's uh, out right now. Go read it on the Ledge Sports. What a plug. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, Harold Landry is one of the most underrated edge rushers in the game. I just think like def- they're, they're going to play strong defense and run the ball. They draft Christian Fulton. Yeah, I don't know. Just I don't no, think I, they got worse. I think they're nine seven. They've got a good plan. They got a good coach. Uh, everything makes sense for them. It, it just feels like they're going to be that steady like playoff team for the next couple of years, as long as they don't bungle this. Like nine and seven sneaking in, and the AFC nine and seven gets you in, right? It's, especially with seven teams now. So. I'm actually writing it all down to see because uh, I get a lot of nine and sevens happening. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I agree with you. Let's jump to the NFC South. Uh, interesting division this year, obviously. Atlanta Falcons, always an interesting team. Uh, always like It feels like they either overachieve or underachieve. Last year was kind of the underachieve year. Uh, they were 7-9. And guess what Bet Online did? They sit at 7.5, those tricky buggers. Um, again, it feels like this team should be better than 7 wins. Uh, but unfortunately for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the division got better, especially Tampa Bay. Um <laughs> So like I feel like they win seven games again. I think they're seven to nine again. I'm taking the under. I it, it kind of tears me because I, I I secretly love the Falcons. I know you do. Um, like I like the roster, but I can't bet on them. Like I still can't trust offensive line. Um, they all this team just always seem to have bad injury luck, especially on yep. defense. They didn't really improve anywhere. Can you trust Keanu really, Neal to stay healthy at this point? It, it sucks, I, but, but yeah, I, I don't. Um, Speaking of, Todd Gurley's a ghost of himself. Uh, Dante Fowler, like solid addition, but doesn't really move the needle. Like, not I, I don't like know. their secondary is too much of a question. And the yeah. offensive line, you although I think Chris Lindstrom's going to be a stud. Read my article, but um, <laughs> it, 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 it's still an unknown, and the running game's yeah. an unknown, and 
Yeah. I, I think it's seven to nine again. They're they're gonna be a fun seven to nine football team. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like that take. <clears throat> speaking of nothing, <laughs> NFC South football, Carolina uh, five and eleven last year. The total set five and a half. I I'm taking the under. Um, it's kind of like Jacksonville. Like I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like Matt Rule. I like the Panthers draft. But I, I don't, this team isn't going to be better than they were last year. They're aiming for a high draft pick. Justin yeah, they're Fields. building. Justin Fields probably. They're, they're building well so far, and I think they're going to be competitive. I think this is going to be like competitive. Uh, maybe five and eleven. I like, I like the roster. Like it looks like it can be five wins, but um, to win more than five games in this division this year, um, I think it seems kind of crazy. I agree. I think they're going to be a fun bad team. Yeah, I, I, and I'm really, really, really cheering for Teddy Bridgewater. I want to see him like stick somewhere because I still, I still love him. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's old team, the New Orleans Saints, thirteen and three last year. Totals ten and a half. Mm-hmm. It's the Saints. Thirteen games, thirteen wins last year. Uh, they only got better this offseason. Mm-hmm. They might have the best roster in the league, top to bottom. I think they do. Are you going to bet on this team being three games worse? No. Rob, you're not stupid. No. This one is easy. You, you take the over. There's not much to say. No, like uh, Emmanuel Sanders alone is. Oh, that gets me excited. <sighs> like really, like every addition is kind of somehow the awesome. offensive line. I think got better because I I, I think Caesar Rez is yeah. such a money pick, and like the the pick they had four picks. They made three great picks and draft Tommy <laughs> Stevens, which is fucking hilarious. You and, got, they're they're winning thirteen games. Exactly. Like, they're going 13-3 again. Like, Trubis missed, what, was it four I games last Malcolm year? I love Malcolm Jenkins, too. Oh, yeah, God. that's an awesome addition. They, like, they, they went 4-0 or whatever the fuck it was. I think it was 4-0 without Drew Brees last year. They're going to go 13-3, like, kind of easy. Yeah. As long as he's I, healthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the issue is there's no Teddy behind him. and Jameis, stop. Jameis can see. Yeah. I, honestly, Jameis might be really exciting if we could ever see him as a New Orleans Saint. Anyways... Uh, Tampa Bay, the most interesting of these in the division, easily. Uh, seven and nine last year, which is kind of a, a little surprising, I guess. Total set at nine and a half. Um, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think I put any units on this, but I put, to I use put the them scientific, all. okay, all the units. Holy shit! <laughs> but to use scientific method, they won not, uh, seven games last year. They added the greatest quarterback in history. Yeah. He's not the greatest quarterback right this second, but he still is the greatest quarterback in history. Their group of pass catchers is insane. I don't know what Gronk's going to look like, but they don't really need to rely on him anyways. They drafted Tristan Wirfs. That fills their whole tackle. Their interior offensive line is underratedly pretty darn good. Their front seven on defense is solid. The secondary is young and getting better. A three-game jump seems really likely and, like, Yep. Kind of easy. No, I completely That's... agree. But I, I got to see these, this Bucks team on the field. I'm, I'm still not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm going to be honest. Wait, so you're taking the under? No, no, no. I'm taking the over. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. I want to put units on it. I put I put all my units on Bruce Arian. <laughs> I know. I'm, I still hold a grudge from him, his time in Arizona. I'm going to be honest. Okay, the final AFC division, the AFC West, starting with Denver Broncos, 7-9 and nine last year. Set at 7.5. Good number. This mm-hmm. year... Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm gonna say eight and eight. Uh, they they believe in Drew Lock. They threw everything at making sure Drew Lock works out. 
They add Melvin Gordon to a running back rotation that didn't need Melvin Gordon, but it's it's <laughs> not a bad thing. Um, they they obviously draft Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. They add a ton of explosion to this already uh, fun offense at Cortland Sutton. No fan. Uh, the offensive line is the big question, but they still they draft Lloyd Cushenberry. I love that pick. Me too. Uh, defensively, you, you gotta you gotta kind of trust um, that that. They'll at least be competent. Uh, Von Von Miller needs to kind of have a slight bounce back, but they they got some impressive players to guys like AJ Johnson last year, and Bradley Chubb's healthy again, and they bring in AJ Bouye, and Bryce Callahan's healthy, and Vic Fangio is one of the best defensive coordinators in football. I just think th- they've got a plan here: eight and eight, competitive football team. Walk it in. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like at the very worst, it's. Like they're, they obviously they got way better. Drew Lock's only getting better. They can they're going to be easily a game better, right? Unless fucking the worst happens, and even then it's like seven nine. I think the over is the right bet. Kansas City Chiefs twelve four last year, eleven and five or eleven and a half is what they're set at this year. I take the over. I said twelve and four again. Yep. Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the history of ever. They add Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Don't drop running back in the first round, but if you're going to do it, make sure it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Andy Reid's your head coach. And I think he's going to be a star for them. Um, Mikkel Hardman gets another year. Sammy Watkins, I mean, he, he went off in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like They still obviously have studs in Tyree Killen and Travis Kelsey. The offensive line is at, at least deeper. Um, yeah. Defensively, they need to figure out Paying Chris Jones, but once they get that settled, like he's a defensive player of the year candidate. You got more speed at linebacker with Willie Gay. Uh, the secondary is the big question. I mean, you're, you're to, to compete with them. Look at what the rest of the division did. You're gonna have to throw the football, uh, but still in shootouts, I'm, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. So twelve and four. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Daniel Sorensen's still there. Never forget. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to do our game where we only watch him during Chiefs games. <laughs> That's uh, the best. The new Las Vegas Raiders, they went 7-9 last year. They're set at 7.5 this year. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say they go 7-9 again this year. Uh, I don't think Derek Carr's the guy. I think they've got a fucking fun way they've attacked two off seasons with Mike Mayock. Uh, we got Lim Bowden in the building now <laughs> with Josh Jacobs. That's fun as hell. They throw a lot at the wide receivers. They get speed and Henry Ruggs. Like, skill-wise, they look like they should be set for the next couple of years. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. Defensively, like Mad Max Crosby, I think, is on the cusp of being a Pro Bowl-type player. Um, they've thrown a lot into the secondary. I think uh, we're going we're gonna to see some fun secondary play from the likes of Jonathan Abram. Damon Arnett, Amik Robertson, just tough football. They, they threw money at the linebackers, but still, it comes back to Derek Carr. I personally yeah. believe Marcus Mariota is going to finish the season as a starting quarterback. Yeah. I hope so. I love Marcus Mariota. I keep saying I, that. I just feel it's coming. I don't know. I, I don't feel as strongly as you do, but I hope it happens. But I uh, I do feel as strongly that they're 7-9 team again. Good. I agree. Las Vegas uh, – oh, wow. Freudian slip. The, the no-home chargers is what I'll call them. Um, they went five and eleven last year. The line sit at seven and a half this year. New quarterback in the building, Justin Herbert. A lot healthier everywhere. I'm taking the over. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Chargers stand. I think we both we always, always take are. The yes. Over. <laughs> and, and now they've got Justin Herbert, who I like. I pound the table for a little bit. Uh, I think he's a really good fit for Anthony Lynn. Austin Eckler's about to go a thousand a thousand. 
the they're uh, obviously Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both a thousand yard receivers. They get a healthy Hunter Henry. They invest in the offensive line with uh, Brian Bulaga and Trey Turner. Um, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, one of the best pass rush duos in football. They they inject more athleticism into a fun linebacker core with Kenneth Murray. They get Derwin James and Nasir Adderley healthy at safety. They bring in Chris Harris to pair with Casey Hayward and Desmond King. Like, there's just a lot of football talent on this football team. So you know what? We I'm gonna love- say they're gonna win some football games. Eight and eight. Yeah, we love the Chargers. Can never disagree there. All right, to the NFC best baby, uh, starting with the Arizona Cardinals, who I think is probably the most interesting one. Uh, them and the Rams, the two most interesting ones. I, I'm kind of interested on your take with Arizona Cardinals, so let's get into this. Read my Five, article lo- on the lo- the uh, theledgesports.com, and uh, you can find <laughs> out what I think about Kyler Murray. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> they went five ten and one last year. The total set at seven and a half. That's big. Yeah, so I'm taking the under. Yeah. Getting to eight wins this year. That's too much. It's a bit much for me. Seven and nine seems very attainable. Um, but the issue is they got to play in the best division of football. Adding Nuke is exciting. Kyler Murray is only going to get better. Uh, I can't trust the offensive line, even though probably is better. It's better, but it's still really scary bad. Yeah, exactly. The defensive line is, is unproven. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones is going to put up double-digit sacks like he always does. Isaiah Simmons is going to be fun as fuck in that front seven. Like it's going to be a fun football team that's in games, but it's hard to say they'll win more than seven. Exactly, yeah. There's too many like, holes. There's too many holes. At the back end, they're like they're young and getting better. And, but, again, too many holes for eight wins. In a I tough think division. Like, like, in a tough dis- division. Yeah, like, if, they're in a, if this was a shit division, I think they could go 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. I think 7-9 is very possible. But, yeah, I'm going to take the under. <clears throat> uh, moving on. This one's tough, too. I went back and forth. And uh, the Rams, 8.5 is their total. They won 9-7. and seven. I think it's gonna be close, but I think they slipped eight and eight. Um, I'm taking the under. I like it's just like the offensive line. Yeah, it's what it comes can't be to. trusted. Jared Goff is so up and down. Do you trust the pass rush? No, they definitely didn't get better this offseason. No, eight and a half is kind of the perfect total. I think they win eight or nine games. I'm gonna say they slide a little more to eight and a half. I, the funny thing is, I can see them bouncing back in 2020. One, well, no, I, I, no I, I think it's fair because they had a pretty good draft. Um, if, if you give them another offseason and spend more on figuring out the edge rushers in the offensive line. Like, yeah. they've got young talent in the secondary, and obviously they got a really good receiver core, and Van Jefferson's a perfect fit, and they draft yeah. Cam Akers. Like, the, I think it's fair to think 8-8 eight and eight and then maybe bounce back the next year. All right, all right, all right. I'm glad we were thinking the same. Uh, San Fran, thirteen and three last year. The total is ten and a half. Um, I think the Niners regress slightly, just a natural regression, uh, but it's not by three games. No, eleven and a half, uh, eleven and eleven and eleven. My God, eleven and five seems comfortably attainable. Like Joe Staley retires, enter Trent Williams. Can't afford to pay Buckner, Javon Kinlaw. Come on down. Yeah. Like it's, it, it was it was a great offseason. Like Brandon Ayuk, just another weapon for Shani. Really great fit. Yeah, like, like, what's the worry here? The, the secondary and then the interior offensive line, maybe. But they, but even then, it's like Richard Sherman was a Pro Bowl, like Pro Bowl level last year. Yeah. The, yeah. the the secondary is it's about the same. Exactly. So like, they're not going to drop worse than three games. Like, and their front seven's too scary. Four. Front seven's exactly. too scary. 
Exactly. And lastly, uh, definitely not leastly, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, 11 and 5 last year. The total is 9. You know I'm taking the over. They're going to get to 10 wins. Never bet against Russell Wilson. Offensive line is, it's always bad, but like they added a lot of guys at least. Damian Lewis is going to start. That's fun. Um, and it should be deeper than most years, which I think is going to be important. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, they're studs. They have a thousand tight ends. They're all kind of cool. Um, getting after the passer is going to be their biggest issue, but they couldn't do that last year anyways, and they went 11-5. They aren't going to be three games worse. It's like a 10 or 11-1 team again. If you say so. Oh, are you taking the under? No. Okay. I, I, I trust Russell Wilson too much. Um, I know. I know. It feels like it doesn't matter what's around him. He wills this team. Exactly. I think the defense healthier, uh, although the edge is a big question. Um, yeah. It's it's the, the, like I don't. I think the secondary should be better and healthier. The linebackers should be better and healthier. Uh, it, it's just gonna ultimately come down to the offensive line, and their pass rush. Pretty much, yeah. Which again, they're uh, they're always kind of well, not always, but they've been kind of shit and they still win. So LJ Collier is the first round pick. They're fine. He's he's on a fucking comeback, Terry, baby. Uh, he took it personally last year. I went through and based off what I said, my playoff teams will be the uh, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, the Titans, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Colts. It's gonna be so weird having seven playoffs. I teams. know I'm not used to it, but it, uh, it's it's nice for as a Steelers fan. Having eight, uh, having seventeen games is gonna be even weirder. I hate that. That that bothers me more. AAI, it's just so unnecessary. I I like I don't love adding extra playoff game, but like I don't hate it. Like I, I'm kind of indifferent at this point. Like, yeah, I'm still like like slightly against. Me but, too, but yeah. like I can live like it's whatever at the end of the day. But a 17th mm-hmm. game and it really bothers me. That it's just gonna be uneven. Like you can't go eight and eight anymore. Like come on. Yes, that that's my big like. I hate that. And then relearn like like going nine, like relearning the numbers nine and eight. Like what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Oh, that sounds so bad. Anyway, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. And stay safe.